Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about unraveling the cyber skills gap, and it's my pleasure to be speaking with Kathy Miley, the COO of Cybrary, and Wade Baker, co-founder of Scientia Institute. Kathy and Wade, thank you so much for taking time to join me today. Thank you, Tom. Hey, super glad to. Now, you together have just conducted what's intended to be the first annual report, Cybrary Declassified, Unraveling the Cyber Skills Gap and Talent Shortage. What can you tell me about the impetus behind this report? So, Tom, hey, thank you for asking the question. So what we were trying to achieve here at Cybrary was really looking at why we have such a disparity in skills gaps, meaning why people seem not to have the skills that are necessary to help their organizations defend themselves, and then also looking at why it is that we have so many open positions in the cyber field today, and it's an ever-growing number, and what we could possibly do as an organization to help impact this in the world. Cybrary was put together in, in the originally to help solve these two fundamental problems in the industries, and we, we wanted to get the research and get, get, get it from the horse's mouth on what the people thought was the problem. Well, that's excellent. I've got a couple of questions about the research, and the first is, what were some of the key findings? There were a lot of things in this one that I, I found interesting, Tom, and, you know, anytime you get a chance to study uh, 3,000 responses to, you know, people that are in the IT and security field, I think it's a, a really cool opportunity. And, you know, th there were, there were uh, questions we asked, you know, around how prepared do you feel to, to do your job? And, you know, you had some pretty shocking numbers that were, you know, two-thirds and even up to 80% don't feel ready to personally to do their jobs or feel that their organization as a whole is, is ready to defend against threats. And, you know, that's, there's two ways to look at that, right? There's one, am I prepared, me, and everything that I can do? And then there's the realization that, you know, threats are out there and they're getting better and better every day. And I think... I think that's one of the things that makes this kind of research so important because there's always this moving target, right? It's a, we often say it's a cat and mouse game. You know, defenders are actively making themselves better as they should, but attackers are doing the same thing. And uh, that's, that's why I like looking at this because you get a, a sense for where are we in that struggle and what are the good guys doing to better prepare and equip themselves. So those are some of the findings. What surprised you? <laughs> there was one thing, there were a lot of things that stuck out to me, but, but one in particular, we asked, um, as I mentioned before, how prepared do you feel for, for threats um, and how prepared is your organization? And then we tried to study factors that contribute to those feelings or levels of preparedness. And we asked all kinds of stuff, you know, everything from when do you do your training? What kind of training do you do? Do you run fishing exercises? What does your organization spend on security? How advanced are you? You know, how many years have you been in the uh, industry? And just all of that kind of stuff. And, and one that's really stuck out to me, Tom, was the fact that we didn't see a significant difference in preparedness based on people with five or less years of experience and five or more years of experience. So you get this sense that, 
you, you know, you, you'd love to see the more years you spend in, in the security field, the more prepared you are. And we didn't see that. And again, maybe that's because you're seasoned and you understand how difficult it is. <laughs> so there's a realism there. But things like whether or not the organization supports people for continuing training and allocates budget to that, those factors were highly significant to a person feeling prepared. So it's almost, I, you know, I was a little bit surprised or quite surprised to find that those, those kinds of things are, seem to be more important even than experience in many cases. Like the fact that you have to keep learning rather than just rely on experience, I think is an important takeaway. Yeah, and thing that we found pretty surprising being in the industry of, of training people was that there was actually not a 0% um, opening perspective from people looking for jobs. So we found that in our users who responded that some of them were taking a, a good portion of them. Uh, it took them well over three months to a year to find positions, and we thought that was pretty striking. Now, Wade, as someone who has studied data breach response for years, what concerns you most about the skills gap and some of what you've learned about it? There are quite a few things. I mean, one is just, like I mentioned before, it's a, it's a moving target. And I think it's, it's really hard. I mean, I have been uh, studying breaches for, like you said, a, a long time, but there's been about a two-year period now, three years maybe, where I haven't been as close in the trenches and looking at what's happening on the breach front. And sometimes I feel like I look up and I'm like, oh my God, what what happened? Where, where are we? It's, <laughs> this stuff is occurring now. And so even though I've spent a long time in this, you can quickly fall behind. And and that concerns me because we've got we've already got a shortage, so we need more people in the field. Um, and at the same time, the people in the field, if they're not careful, can kind of get become part of that skills gap as well. So we're not the skills gap is not just new entrants; um, it's all over the place, and it's just a it's a tough job. But at the same time, that makes it that makes it fun. Now, Kathy, how would you say these survey results tie back to the mission of Cybrary? So the mission of Cybrary is to deliver frictionless training to anyone in the world, anytime, absolutely free. So we're really trying to, to bridge that gap in skills, but also to help people enter into the cyber market where traditionally it's been unaffordable. Uh, on average, you go to a classroom, for example, and it would cost you $5,000 for training. And that's been a real barrier for not only organizations paying for their employees to, to get trained, but also for those individuals who are on their own trying to seek uh, the, the skills necessary to enter into the field. So this was able to, to provide us the details necessary for us to unfold how we as an organization are going to approach the marketplace and, and conquer the issue of certainly that talent shortage in the skills gap together. So we are launching a program uh, for talent where we are going to expose our 1.5 million users on Cybrary to employers who are looking for people with their talent and with their skills, maybe not necessarily the, the folks who have been in the industry five years, but even some of those who are just entering in, and getting those, those people matched up with the right employers 
based on the training that they're taking, the skills that they're uh, taking or learning, and also the practical experience they're getting through using Cybrary's labs and, and practice exams and capture the flag experiences. So we believe that part of the problem has been the employers just don't know where to seek the talent, and the talent doesn't know where to seek the skills, and we're bridging that gap together. So, Kathy, a couple of related questions. One is, is how can people get hold of the report and the full results? And second, probably more important, how should security leaders put these results to use? So one of the things that we know about from the respondents in, in the results of the survey was that people feel more prepared when they are taking training and when they're getting certifications. Again, experience doesn't necessarily make them feel better, but the training and the certifications do. So security leaders really need to take that very seriously and start putting together programs internally that address the needs of the employees to get the training and to get the certifications so that they can contribute to defending their organizations and feel confident about it. One of the things at Cybrary is we offer business-based talent teams where security leaders can put together a program for their employees at less than $75 per month to help them unlimitedly access all of our training and all of our labs and all of our practice exams and all of our capture the flag assessments. So it's very, very affordable, less than $1,000 a year per employee. And I think what they have to do now is realize that since there is training out there and certification readiness that is affordable, let's go ahead and move forward and start getting these in place for the employees and start defending ourselves against potential emerging threats. Great. And they can get a copy of this report and the survey results where? It's directly on our website, which is www.cybrary.it, and it, there'll be a pop-up, and there's also lots of social media going out today, so if you see our tweets or our LinkedIn posts, there's also uh, direct links to the report there. Excellent. And one final question. After years, and really a decade, about talking about the skills gap, how do you recommend that the industry finally and effectively address this talent shortage? So uh, I'll, I'll speak first, and, and then Wade, you can jump in here. We really have to begin to embed cybersecurity into the DNA and the fabric of the culture of every single organization. Cyber cannot just be a few elite uh, folks who migrated over from IT and know what they're doing. Cyber has to be everybody in the company being aware of what their personal responsibilities are to ensure the, the security of not only their company, but themselves at home as well. So unless organizations start understanding this and start creating a culture of cyber excellence, uh, it, we're, we're never going to catch up. So uh, we, have to, we have to create new cultures, and the leaders at the top of these organizations need to be the ones driving it. Wade? Yeah, and I'll, I'll add that, you know, in the last year, I've, I've um, flipped over, and I, I now have a faculty position at uh, University of Virginia Tech, and, and I did that because I saw such uh, a, a gap in doing all the industry-based research and work that I've done, um, especially in organizational leaders. So when we talk about the cyber skills gap, we're often talking about a technical level, but you know, we really need to get wider than that too. But as I started to say, I've seen a, a gap in people that are prepared to lead security organizations and have the technical knowledge. 
to to make wise uh, decisions. And so, you know, I've been uh, very interested lately in that kind of blend of management and technical, you know, at an MBA level, master of IT type stuff as I'm doing at the university. And, you know, I think we need more of that. We need universities to step up and better prepare people either at the undergrad or graduate level and organizations ready to scoop them up and keep that learning going. And that kind of has to be, it's been, been very piecemeal. Uh, to this point, and I think we can do a better job of stitching those things together so that people are are ready when they uh, are enter the workforce. They're continually made more and more ready when they're there, and and maybe we can get a leg up on the on the bad folks out there. Well said, Wade, Kathy. Thank you so much for your time and insight today. Thank you. Thank you. We've been talking about unraveling the cyber skills gap, and I've been speaking with Kathy Miley, COO of Cyberary and Wade Baker, co-founder of Scientia Institute. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.